0: Winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four! You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up,
2: everybody? I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet, and I'm going to start off this week's podcast with, well, some good news, some bad news, and some great news. All right, the good news is we told you last week, and Will Haskett filled in for... Justin Ray, my co-host, and we told you that uh, Justin's young son, Jack, was in the hospital. He had some illnesses. Uh, The good news, happy to tell you all that uh, Jack's doing better and Jack is back home and he's recovering. So that is very, very, very good news. The bad news, Justin is now sick. Justin uh, is getting a good sense of fatherhood right now where uh, we all get sick from the kids. So Justin is under the weather this week and he's not able to make the pot. All that leads to the great news, which is... The fact that I am joined by my friend, Chantel McCabe, this week. Chantel, thanks so much for being on the Links in the Locks podcast.
1: Massive uh, shoes to fill because, my goodness, Justin Ray just comes with fire all the time. So I I pulled some numbers, no guarantees that they are going to be on the same playing field as Justin Ray, but I'm going to do my best to bring it.
2: Come on, give me one. Just blow my mind away right away.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily going to blow your mind, but no, I'm going to save it because we're going to get into next week. But first, we have to get into what just happened in Houston.
2: Yes, we do. OK, just can you just give me a number? Like, I don't no, need any no. correlation. I don't need any context. Just tell me a number, no, like 4.3. I don't no. know. Just give me a number. Okay,
1: just want a number. OK. 387.
2: I cannot wait to hear the rest of this. 387. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. OK. Yes, we'll get into... This week's RSM Classic, the final full field event on the PGA Tour schedule in 2021. Of course, the schedule never really ends. They'll be back soon enough, but uh, we're also going to get into our favorite plays, our DFS lineup, all those things surrounding it. And we're going to talk about a little bit about what happened this past weekend, as you mentioned, and a sneaky good weekend. We You don't normally look at mid-November being a sneaky good weekend in the golf world, but We had Jason Kokrak with a come-from-behind victory. I mean, uh, come from way behind. The fact that on Wednesday, he was thinking about withdrawing because he was hitting the ball so badly. On Saturday morning, he nearly missed the cut. He was playing terribly. And then 66-65 on the weekend. Oh, by the way, he's your Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Houston Open champion. Phil Mickelson wins on PGA Tour champions again. That's now four wins and six starts. Chantel, I believe that's... More wins than not wins out there. I did the math myself on that. I'm kind of a numbers guy myself. So Great batting average. Figured it out.
1: We'll, yeah. it. we'll park it yeah. there.
2: Bernard Longer is the Charles Schwab Cup champion, again, at the age of 127. So he's doing tremendous stuff out there. I kid I'm Bernard. To... I, I kid. I know you're listening right now. Uh, and, of course, Nelly Corda wins, again, on the LPGA. Triple bogey on, what was it, like a 330-yard par-4 the 17th yeah. hole, and then comes back in birdies last hole, wins in the playoff. So a lot of really good stuff in the golf world. I'm going to leave it completely open-ended. You host a LPGA show with us at SiriusXM on PGA Tour Radio. And if you'd like to start with Nellie, you may. But again, I, I'm leaving it up to you, Chantel. Where would you like to go?
1: I will start with LPGA because that was probably, I mean, on the same lines with Jason Kokrat coming from so far behind because Nellie, to set the scene here, uh, came into the week returning to the number one player in the world because of all of the bizarro math, even though her and Jin Youngko uh, did not play the week previously. And mm-hmm. it had been a good like month without LPGA Tour Golf. She did play in uh, New York for the Aramco Team Series, a little bit different. They had like a shotgun start. It was a little bit bizarre under the lights. Um, but yeah, so she picked up um, a golf club for the first time in about a month, at least it com- into Uh, LPGA competitive mode and uh, she had a chip on her shoulder because of this bear trophy discussion and how it's now going to be awarded to the person who's fourth in scoring average for the season because of this dang silly rule. And yes, I'm inserting my opinion right now with how many minimum rounds you have to play. And with seven events being canceled, a few 54 hole events, granted Nellie didn't play in any of those particular events, but there's just a lot of layers to this situation. Um, Olympics did not count the gold medalists. Her rounds don't count towards um, a full World's Golf Hall of Fame ranking or World's Golf Hall of Fame point uh, when it comes to the Vera Trophy. So, for Nellie Corda to come into this week, having not played, had that chip on her shoulder because she was pissed. She was not happy that she was not going to win the Vera Trophy uh, having such a dominant season. So, she utilized that and it was her first time uh, playing this golf course, second year for the Pelican Women's Championship. And uh, boy, pretty awesome course. Those greens are diabolical, four way playoff. Ultimately, Nellie makes that birdie putt and wins her fourth time this season, four times and an Olympic gold medal. And you know what? We are going to give a little bit of love to Justin Ray because the last player, American player to win five times, because we are counting the gold medal in an LPGA season. That was Julie Inkster in 1999. So thank you, Justin (laughs) Ray, for your guest appearance in your own podcast. (laughs) That
2: is very Jay Ray-ish of you. I I will say the fact that uh, Lexi Thompson more than any other golfer in the world goes from, Not relatable at all because she's hitting these bullets down the fairway, too. Oh, yeah, that looks exactly like what I did yesterday, missing three, four, five footers all over the place. So uh, good stuff on the LPGA. I'm going to quick transition to PGA Tour champions. Uh, We're not going to get too deep into it. But as I mentioned, Bernard Langer, he's 64 years old. I'm joking about the whole hundred and whatever something. He's 64 years old. And the fact that he's still winning the season-long title, actually, this is two seasons, really. It's a two-year, one-season title. It's it's pretty amazing. Phil Mickelson, oh, by the way, he's the best thing that has happened to the PGA Tour champions in a long time. And for another, oh, what is it? I got to do the math. Like four years and one month until then, Phil is the best thing that could happen. It's to a PGA tour champions. Think about it for a minute. Think about it. four years, one month. What could happen? Someone turns 50. Okay. You got it now. All right. But Phil is, that
1: has to get better. First, first things first. Well,
2: yes. I'm just saying could possibly, maybe, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm just By saying. By the way, yes.
1: topic. I know we, we got to wrap things up here, but the Justin Thomas comments about how Tiger might play again, people went crazy and I know it's Tiger Woods, but I'm like, he didn't tell us anything. People like, Anyway, we're still in the waiting game. That's all I'm saying.
2: I've stayed so far away from any Tiger conjecture over whether he might be back. And I I don't know. Like My guess is... We've got so
1: much exciting golf. Let's focus on the now, people. This is the answer I
2: always give on Tiger. I'm not sure if we had Tiger on the podcast right now. And by the way, Tiger, you're listening right now. You're more than welcome anytime. Come on the podcast. Um, But... Even if Tiger was to answer that question, he'd probably, like, I have no idea. I, do you know what you're going to be doing in a few years? No, you have no idea. And I have no idea either what my body's going to be like. Whether I'm, So, in any case, that's all the Tiger stuff. Uh, PGA Tour, Jason Kokrak, like I said, comes from behind. Third win in the last 13 months. He went 233. How about this Justin Rayish stat for you 233 starts on the PGA Tour to start his career without a victory. The last 27 starts, three of them. That's really good. He has found something. The dude hits it long and straight. And oh, by the way, somebody learned how to putt, and he now closes out events. Man, Noah was really cool. Though, First of all, Scotty Scheffler, close once again. 12, I believe, top five finishes for the youngster on the PGA Tour.
1: I thought it's it was coming. 10, but either way, it's, it's, it's around the 10 number. And uh, I was so proud. I'm going to die in the sword that I correctly predicted. That Scotty was going to have an insanely good Sunday singles and win against John Rom. Everyone thought I was a psycho. Well, I am. But in that situation, I was not. I was really pulling for Scotty. I said, actually, I think I was with you on Sirius XM. I said, Scotty is not going to win his first event after the Ryder Cup, a little mental fatigue, mm-hmm. but give him four starts after the Ryder Cup. And unfortunately, the fourth start was in Houston and he didn't win. You hate to see that back nine and a couple of bogeys there, a couple of silly mistakes. But um, you know what? We'll take a tied for second finish for Scotty. I'll, I'll chalk that one up as a W. I,
2: I will give you a mulligan and you get another chance at it this week. And as we get into the odds this week, oh, who's on top of the board? Oh, it's this guy. Hmm, what a segue. Scotty Scheffler. Looking at DraftKings right now, and we're recording on Monday evening, so things could always change. But Scotty Scheffler at 10 to 1. To lead the board, Webb Simpson right behind him, 12-1. to 1. He's got oh, only three top three finishes at this course in the past. Of course, the RSM Classic at Sea Island, both the Plantation course and the Seaside course in use over the first two rounds. Cameron Smith. 14-1, to 1. Louis Ooste is in, 16-1, to 1. Corey Connors at 22, Russell Henley, Harris English, couple of dogs at 25, we're going to talk a lot about those UGA dogs and not the football team, uh, guys that play offense, not defense, Taylor Gooch, Adam Scott, Joaquin Neiman, Kevin Kisner, another dog, Alex Norin, 35-1, to 1. and we'll have, oh, why not one more UGA guy, Chris Kirk, rounding out that top tier at 45 to one. So, uh, oh, by the way, lots of SEC type players. I mentioned all those UGA guys. Uh, Where are you looking in this top tier Chantel? Where do you think the value is? I I tend to think that this one's a little more predictable than others. Uh, You get those guys who, you know, maybe look like they'd be very comfortable after the round with those sunglasses with the croquis on them, sitting by the river with a fishing pole in one hand and maybe a cold beverage in the other hand. And, you know, maybe guys who look like not that long ago, they might've been in the front row of an SEC football game with a popped collar. I mean, you know, there's, there's a certain look of guys who tend to play well at Sea Island. Just you saying.
1: You've it that stereotype so perfectly, uh, <laughs> My goodness gracious. And you're not wrong either, but it's crazy how many times this tournament has gone to a playoff in the last 10 years. I mean, basically every other year it's gone to one. Um, so I think that makes things interesting. Cause you mentioned, uh, how Webb's played here, um, horses for courses. Yes, I think that's definitely true for Webb. So, uh, you know what? It's not a bad pick, but I'm, I'm going to – Kevin Kisner, uh, former champion here, I'm, I'm liking – it's, it's going to be kind of random because looking at the history of the champions of this tournament, I mean, who had Robert Streb last year? Nobody. Tyler Nobody. Duncan? nobody, nobody. Has and that's where the 378 number comes in because you got to look really far down the world ranking to figure out who the heck is going to win this thing so robert streb when he won in 2020 116th. did anybody have him on their radar uh uh-uh. Uh. tyler duncan at 387 charles how III was actually 84th which is quite high considering the rest of this lineup here uh austin cook 302nd in the world. Mac Hughes, when he won, was 287th. So you want to pick the big dogs, figuratively and literally, I got to tell you, uh, I'm having a sense that, especially the fall schedule, there's something about these guys that kind of come out of nowhere at uh, this tournament.
2: All right. Well, um, I'm going to at least cautiously look at a few guys from the top tier anyway. And, yes, you're, you're absolutely right about <laughs> I that. I Kisner.
1: All right? I get it. I get Kisner. Okay.
2: I, look. Kisner is going to be the most popular play on the board. Do you know that on Monday morning when the odds came out, at least on DraftKings, I was looking at DraftKings, came out at 50 to one and everyone's kind of laughing. Hashtag golf betting Twitter was sitting there on hey, Kisner at 50 to one. Okay. Let's see everybody on the same guy within an hour. I was writing my preview. I wrote something about him at 50 to one within an hour. I looked again. He was 35 to one. I mean, I believe- nothing tells you, that somebody is undervalued like the entire marketplace going after a singular player like that. And that's exactly what everybody did chasing Kevin Kisner and moving that number a handful of notches. So I I do like Kisner. Um, I'm not going to be on him as much as many other people are this week. I I like Webb Simpson near the the top there, Uh, more of the DFS play than betting. Same thing goes for Louis Oostes. And then uh, my favorite bet is, uh, and I just happened to cut off that top tier with the last guy being 45 to 1, Chris Kirk. The number's a little short from what I would have liked, but back in January, Kirk finished in a tie for second at the Sony Open, sort of a comparable course to the two that we'll see at Sea Island this week, shorter course, tighter, you got to keep it in play, you can make some birdies out there. And I thought at the time and you've got to know Chris Kirk's journey where he, he he battled some demons of alcoholism and he battled back from this and Regained his PGA Tour privileges. And I thought at that point, a big burden was going to be lifted from his shoulders. And I thought he would win on the PGA Tour this year. Well, this is his last chance, last full field event of 2021. I'm not saying he's going to win necessarily, but he's won this before 2014. He's got a couple of other top 10 finishes. And I do think it's going to be a really good week for him.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't hate that pick, but uh, only one guy has won this twice, and that is Robert Streb. Um, I, I, again, have to look further down. And you know what? You mentioned that this is a tighter course, and that's why I appreciate it the most, because bombers, like, go away. Let us actually see every club in the bag. Let us actually see some old-school golf and a little bit of strategy and play here. Um, and I was these are the numbers I was pulling up because I was just out of curiosity trying to figure out uh, past winners. What they have done in terms of hitting fairways. Robert Streb is <laughs> averaging 282 yards off the tee. That's hitting 71% of fairways. Mm-hmm. Tyler Duncan won 89% of the fairways, um, and so that was by far the best stat for him that week. Charles Howell the third, 83% of fairways, 298.6. Uh, you don't need to be vomited on this course, which. Uh, I think uh, certainly puts several players into the equation for who you can pick for winners that otherwise you would never touch.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And if you're looking at guys who are bombers this week, you're looking at guys who are the big boys who hit it a long way. It's not where we're going after this week. This week, we're looking for those guys, first of all, who fit the course. Secondly, some players like a Robert Stribb, like a Tyler Duncan, who know that on two-thirds of the courses they play on the PGA Tour – Okay, not that they have no chance, but they have very little chance of winning. If Robert Streb goes to Tory Pines in January, he's going to look around and go, "Oh boy, this this might not be good this week." You know, he's not that just- not that he can't play, but in comparison to the other guys, it's going to be really tough for a short straight hitter as opposed to all these these big Tony Finau, Gary Woodland looking guys that are around him, John Rahm, and so. This week, I think that those guys have a little bit more motivation and inspiration because they show up and they say, OK, I'll, I'm looking around. This is a place where I can contend that I can win this week.
1: Yeah, I uh, along those lines, I actually really like Corey Connors. Where What's he at? I haven't looked him up.
2: Corey Connors at 22 to one. And I'm with you on that. Yes. OK,
1: so Corey Connors, known for his driving accuracy, um and what i respect and appreciate about him he has not only been able to maintain his card he's gone to the playoffs every year that he's been on tour so he's one of those sneaky players that you're never going he's not gonna be the sexiest name in the field he's not gonna grab your attention but um i think that on this golf course it would certainly be a suitable win for him of course. his other, his only PG tour win was when he Monday qualified, which is well documented, but uh, he has some really bright spots and he has not played since the Shriners. So maybe, one uh, again, just a pop-up of a random week, last full field event of the calendar year. Why not take a W home? Baby on the way. Let's uh, rev this thing up and get a second W
2: even if he's not going after the W and I, I don't mind him for outrights this week or other bets. If you want to play some cautious plays and look, uh, we, we always talk about in golf, Oh, this guy's 22 to one. It's not really a great number to bet him. And I understand what that means. We're in football season, In football season. We're sitting there betting it teams at even money on the money line to okay. You know, okay. These guys are a, a one and a half point dog. They're plus one Oh five, whatever the case might be to take them to win the game outright. And you're like, all right, that sounds like a good number. I'm going to take him. Well, I think relating that to golf terms, I look at Corey Connors as a great play this week for something a little more cautiously, a little more conservatively. Uh, Corey Connors at plus 125 for a top 20 finish this week. Chantel, he's finished top 20 in five of his last eight starts. So the, the number doesn't necessarily correlate. The odds don't correlate to what he's done recently. I think that's a really good place to bet Corey Connors.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, holy smokes, if you don't take that, then you're you're silly because this guy's cranking <laughs> out top 20. So get on the bandwagon. This top 20 is coming through with Cordy Connors. Woo, woo.
2: That's the headline I want on social. If you don't bet this, you're silly.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's, okay. Let's I'm get into this Damon. mid-tier.
2: Yeah, let's get I'm, into this mid-tier a little bit. Okay. I want to i to get into some of these guys. I mean, there there's some really interesting names. Justin Rose at 50 to 1, Charles Howell, you mentioned his one here before, he's 60. Brendan Todd, another UGA guy. They're filled with them this week. Max Homa, I, I get it. Max Homa is more of a West Coast guy. He's missed the cut in three starts. Uh, all, all missed cuts at this event, but he's got some win equity. He's the same number as Joel Damon, same number as Danny Lee this week, as Matt Kuchar. I'm, that's interesting to me. Um, I, I think there's a lot of room for value, and you mentioned there being value further down the board. My favorite Guy in this tier is my favorite outright overall, just because I couldn't find anything wrong with Brandon Grace. Guy has won before at Harbor town, which has a nice little correlation to Sea Island. He's had a really good year, four top seven finishes since that win back in February. And so I wrote him up and I like him. He's my favorite outright. I think it's a great number at 80 to 1. And then I look it up, I look at his Twitter, and I find that Grace has been dealing with Costochondritis.
1: I've never heard of that. What is it? Me neither.
2: It is, and I quote Twitter, or excuse me, I quote Google on this (laughs) because Google knows everything. WebMD will try to tell him he's dying probably, but it is inflammation of cartilage that causes pain and tenderness in the breastbone or ribs.
1: Okay, well, uh, that's going to be a problem, but... Circling back to PGA Tour champions, uh, Bernard Langer, at 64 years old, had the worst back pain of his life and was going to WD in the second hole of the opening round and turned around and made it through and won another season-long race. So maybe don't give up on Brandon Grace, but um, I don't really love that.
2: According to, again, this is is all according to Google, according to the internet, costochondritis um, either can stay with a person for a long time or... It can go away hmm that's very interesting information that's very useful very helpful i'm sure brandon is sitting there in sea island right now going cool so i either can wake up tomorrow morning and be in like terrible pain or i'll wake up and be like oh it's all gone that helps us
1: interesting that he decided to tweet that and just let people know hey in case if i don't play well this week i just wanted to get this out here now so it doesn't hit me in hindsight If I have to WD, (laughs) I said it
2: built in excuse for all us grace backers. Look, I'll take a chance on a guy who's injured, especially in the DFS marketplace as well. And we're going to get into our DFS lineup in just a few minutes, but in DFS on a guy who maybe the rest of the world is scared off because he's got this rib and breastbone thing with the cartilage and the whatever. I can't even say the name of it. I can't, I can't even tweet about it because I can't spell it. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to stay away from him. low ownership percentage on a guy that, Hey, look, I I think Brandon grace, is a world-class player that doesn't necessarily get uh, the attention he deserves in the marketplace. He's a former top 10 player. The only player to ever break 63 in a men's major championship shot 62 a few years ago at the open championship. And so why not? I'm going to take a shot on him this week. And look, if he WDs, if it gets worse and he WDs before it starts, I get my money back and put it somewhere else.
1: But it's been a couple of years since he was uh, right in that hot streak. So um, you know what? You do you. I will. <laughs> and and I, I I am with you. If you can't pronounce a long word, that's automatically going to spook people. So glad that you read the human element of that.
2: Right. I mean, if it just said like, Brandon Grace has an elbow.
1: <laughs> you know
2: how they say it in football, it's like it's not right. a, a strained elbow. It's just he's got an elbow.
1: Well, better than hockey, Uh, upper, lower body. So
2: good point. Good point.
1: Oh, you know what? I did see that you liked Denny McCarthy as well. And I'll get into that in a second. I did not realize (laughs) side note, Denny McCarthy with another uh, backdoor, a little nice 64 to end his time at the Houston open Hewlett Packard enterprises. Thank you. Longest um, title. Um, But yeah, a nice little uh, backdoor top 15 for him. And uh, I, I had no idea. I knew he was a good putter. I didn't know back-to-back seasons he was number 1 in stroke's game putting. I was Take like, that Jordan. Yeah, I was like, you know what? He's probably the top 5 here and there and uh no, I was I was shocked. I think it was 2018 and 2019. Um so I I love the fact that you had Denny McCarthy on your radar, but I love Denny or Matthew Neesmith Smith even more um because he is close with Kevin Kisner. I know that they've played this course together from time to time. We've outlined already uh, my love for Kevin Kisner here. Uh, Matt Neesmith loves Bermuda, and I know that that's something you follow closely. The greens matter so, so much to these guys, and I don't know why people don't talk about that enough. We can talk about strokes game here, there, everywhere, but if we aren't talking about where guys putt well – Um, there's a reason why there's some players who just straight up don't want to go to the west coast because they don't want to putt over there and when they get back over here when they're back on Bermuda grass they're Mm -hmm. happy as they can be so I think Matt Newsmith is one of those guys um, can take advantage of uh, playing in a little bit of a comfort factor
2: a couple of top 15 finishes in his first two starts at this event in the past yes I like Denny McCarthy as well as you mentioned I'm just gonna throw a few other names out here starting at 80-1, to one, Brian Harmon. I always like Brian Harmon. He is traditionally undervalued in the marketplace. Jump on him at a course that should suit him well. Grayson Sig is built for this golf course. I don't know that he can win it, but he's a, a very good up-and-comer from the KFT. Same with Alex Smalley. I, I'm not sure people realize yet how good Alex Smalley is. Uh, he's just kind of flying under the radar, but he is 90-1. to one. Hayden Buckley, I don't mind a little shot on this week. Adam oh, got- Hadwin. Uh, I'm going to keep going to Keith Mitchell. I was all over last week and he blew it on the weekend, but uh, I'm still okay with some Keith Mitchell here and there. And then I'll throw, uh, I'll throw Adam Shank on that list as well, especially first round leader Uh, real quick, first round leader this week. If you can find books and some of them look like they're doing it where they're not separating the seaside from the plantation seaside played 2.1 strokes easier over the first two rounds last year. So Tea time's not out yet as we're recording this on Monday, but look for guys playing the seaside. If indeed your book is just jumbling everybody together and not separating those guys, Adam shanks a guy that in six of his last 11 Thursday rounds has posted a score of 68 or better. If indeed it comes that he's playing on the seaside track, I will be jumping on him. FRL.
1: FRL. Okay. So you just separated yourself right there. For that. real. I, yes. I know a real pro tip with uh, getting that insight of how much easier one course plays to the other, because all, we actually, we talked about this before we pressed record all these people out there who are trying to give their golf betting tips. Uh, you're not going to hear that from anywhere else. So mark down Sobel as your guy.
2: There you go. It's only because J. Ray is not here. J. Ray usually just takes it so deep. All, stuff, so. <laughs> all right. We always make a DFS lineup. So let's do it.
1: Want to be a DFS millionaire? You're just one lineup away.
0: We're going to go nose to nose with him. And you're going to play better than you ever dreamed of. Because God damn it, that's what I demand of you.
1: So let's get drafting.
2: Uh, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but I'm just going to let you pick players and I will fill in the gaps that you leave behind. But feel free to just have your way on this board and just pick players that you like. And I'll leave the first pick to you. And we're going to pick... Uh, six players going back and forth, 3 each on DraftKings.
1: Okay. Let me pull up the field list here. I've been all over the place trying to get my <laughs> J-Ray uh, psyche here. Okay. Let's go with Joseph Bramlett.
2: Whoa.
1: Yes. And I he's a bomber, but yes. I actually wonder, and he doesn't love Bermuda, but I, I actually think that he is going to have a sneaky win in a random place that he never – you would never expect from him otherwise.
2: We just spent like half an hour breaking down what it takes this week. Short hitter, hits a lot of fairways, one of those Southeastern guys. He's a big hitter from the West Coast. Let's go. I know. I'm going
1: against the grain here. I'm picking that one.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to spend some money then since you saved us a lot of money. I think high ceiling, high floor, very high floor, is as high a floor as almost anybody in this field. We mentioned him before. You actually – we're on him first. Corey Connors, I, I think, is a really good play this week. I'm thinking maybe some people are off him just a little bit to go with a Scheffler or a Webb Simpson or maybe even a Louis Oostezen. So I think Corey Connors is going to be a nice play this week.
1: Okay. You're going to like this one. Joel Damon. Let's go.
2: I do like that one. Wow, you're yeah. saving us some money. 8500 Okay, he's sort of middle of the pack. But, yeah, played really well on Sunday. I always think, Chantel, that Sunday – Final round stats um, from the week before lead to some predictability for the, the following week. And the fact that he hit the ball so well in Houston on Sunday, I, I think that bodes well for Joel Damon at this one. Okay. I uh, like that play a lot. I'm going to go back to a guy that I mentioned earlier. Uh, one of my favorite plays on the board this week. Look, your lineups are going to have somebody from university of Georgia on there and maybe a few somebodies we're going to start ours uh, as far as that uga lineup with chris kirk eight thousand.
1: okay uh okay. brendan todd
2: brendan todd he's in one of the straightest hitters on the pga tour the guy will not miss fairways this week so we can bank on that he's been playing pretty well too 11th at mayakoba a few weeks ago he didn't quite have it going for a while i think he's got it back a little bit now so that's a nice play on brendan todd okay you've left me eighty nine hundred. At the top of that list is Keegan Bradley. I love Keegan. I was just texting with Keegan the other day. He hasn't texted me back yet, but um, you know, I think he will at some point. He was asking me for a favor, and I was helping him out. So uh,
0: oh. the fact that he hasn't
2: texted back yet, like that's, yeah, that's even you know, worse. it's not like I was asking him for anything, okay? Uh, in any case, he might be listening to this right now. Bypassing Keegan again, not, not the right course for him. Justin Rose, I could see it. Eh, I still don't love it. Let's see. Justin Rose. He's playing okay. He's playing a little bit better lately, but not great. Max Homa mentioned him before. I, I like him in the betting market just for the win equity, but uh, not for DFS. He's not one of my favorite plays. In fact, I am going to go all the way down 7,800 leaving 1100 on the board, 1100 unaccounted for, but Brian Harmon to me is a guy that I, I mention a lot and I mentioned him on courses that are good courses, good fits for him. He's played well here in the past, and I think he's going to play well here again. So uh, we wound up getting three UGA guys into this lineup, and I think a lot of people are going to do it this week. Bramlett, Connors, Damon, and then the UGA guys of Harmon, Kirk, Todd. What do you think, Chantel?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably am going to get blasted from my, some of my picks, but that's okay. I've got to ease myself into it. So I'm glad that uh, I was along for the ride.
2: <laughs> that lineup hits for millions. Justin Ray is getting fired. He'll be back next week.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you just never know. Golf's a funny game. So if Joseph Bramlett somehow pulls off a W, um, I'm going to maybe go streaking.
2: All right, then. If Robert Streb can do it twice, if Tyler Duncan can do it, if Austin Cook can do it, there's no reason that Joseph Bramlett can't win this week. Chantel, this was awesome. Thanks so much, my buddy, for filling in for Justin Ray this week. Really
1: appreciate I it. I have a feeling I won't get called back, but you know what? I'm <laughs> always available. <laughs>
2: You're the best. Thank you to everybody out there for listening to this episode of the links and locks podcast. As always, you can find us wherever you find your podcast, download, subscribe, rate, and listen. Good luck with all your bets for this week's RSM classic. Here's hoping you hit the green.